Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I'm Bill Knight. Happy Friday. It's yeah. Friday. So tell me, something happened yesterday, and you contacted me, and I thought it was interesting, and we can start the show off with that. Long story short, there were some, some glitches on the website. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a company out of L.A., tech support, Ukraine, <laughs> of all places. So it makes it interesting to try to get tech on the line and do everything. Mm-hmm. But as I was doing that, to check our email and get into the nuts and bolts of our account, mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of emails from really? a particular source that airs our show. Yeah. And, um, you know, we had violated, uh, you know, uh, the misinformation rule. No, <laughs> what misinformation rule? And it, it was the uh, Elon Musk show. So, yeah, if you would go to this one source, it's not there. We see it, but yeah. it says this show is no longer available to people because you violated this rule. And I thought, oh, well, you know, I'll appeal that. No, you can't appeal it. <laughs> no, that's right. No, we, 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 we it's don't a dictatorship. <laughs> And the interesting thing is, uh, it was about uh, election fraud. Now, we did do a story on election that day. It was outside influences without, I guess, really delving into the story that we talked about, outside influences, Mm -hmm. which was a story that was, you know, front, face, and center on the Internet. We do show prep. We Mm -hmm. look for our material and we source it. It's not just made up. We actually do some preparation. So when they say that it's uh, misinformation or something like that, if anyone's lying, it's them. It's them. They haven't done their homework. You know, there's a lot of young people, and I don't want to sit there and make this an age thing, Mm -hmm. but there was a code when we got into the business. Now, some of my generation that had a slant changed it and didn't teach this code to certain people, but it's like truth and information. Well, we sat there, whether we liked the story or not, mm. we reported it as it is, not if it just fit our agenda or we manipulated it to express our opinion and say, well, that's the news. It's not the news. And this is where the problem was, you know, we come along with a story. It's fact-based and there it is. We, we put it out there in some, some young scholar in the works is yeah, going, right. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't agree with it. I can't see it. I don't <laughs> want to hear it. It's gone. Fake. Here, out of here. If you go to a site that you normally go to and we're not there, that may happen. There are other sites. We're on a lot of different places, but you can always go to itsanotherday.com. We'll always be there. They can't censor us on our own website. And, case in uh, point. Case in point. Go ahead. Uh, one of the sites, Spotify. Somebody, somebody, somebody contacted you. Well, I get all my shows on Spotify, and did they yeah. take you down? No, they had a crash that day. Yeah, so right. It, nothing was up there, but we were on so many other platforms. We don't even talk about it, and we didn't put them on all the platforms, but they're there now. But the one place it will always be is it's another day.com. That's right. And I know people are going to that site because I saw the aggregate raw number. Tens of thousands. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's up there. Now, yeah. That doesn't mean everybody listens to the show all the way through, 
but it means people have accessed the website, which basically is our conduit to you to say, here's the show. There's not much else on our website of any import other than the actual show. So yeah, I took I took down the naked pictures. Yeah, yeah, I'm very happy you did. Chase them away, Bill. Chase them away. Yeah, well, you know, her attorney called me. So I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. You know, you can take the disc jockey off the air, but no, no, you can't take it out. Of me, no, though. you can't take it out. Hey, uh, a lot of things happened. A lot of things happened yesterday. One of the interesting things was, you know, there's a lot of demonstrations going on around the the uh, Supreme Court, and they put up this huge riot fence, a, a serious riot fence around the Supreme Court, which is sad to see. It has always been an open, public kind of building, and now to see this riot fence up, it's, it's, it's almost obscene. Do you know? Pasaki, Jen Pasaki, the outgoing press secretary at the White House, uh, was asked whether... She thought uh, that the, the threats against the Supreme Court justices were was wrong, kind of did a, a tap dance. She didn't come out and say full-throatedly, no, it's a terrible thing and we don't want any of that nonsense. This isn't what we are. She didn't say that. She kind of said, well, they condemn. Well, instead of having me paraphrase what Jen said, let me just play it. Is that the kind of thing this president wants to help your side make their point? Look, I think the president's view is that there's a lot of passion, a lot of fear, uh, a lot of uh, sadness from many, many people across this country about what they saw in that leaked document. Uh, we obviously want people's privacy to be respected. We want people to protest peacefully if they want to to protest. That is certainly what the president's view would be. So he doesn't care if they're protesting outside the Supreme Court or outside someone's private residence. I, I don't have an official U.S. government position on where people protest. I want it. We, we want it, of course, to be peaceful. And certainly, the president would want people's uh, privacy to be respected. But I think we shouldn't lose the point here. The reason people are protesting is because women across the country are worried about their fundamental rights that have been law for 50 years, their rights to make choices about their own bodies and their own health care are at risk. That's why people are protesting. They're unhappy. They're scared. Wait a second. Gotta say well, there's this. There's a lot there. Yeah. Gotta say this. Women's rights, rights to abortion are not at risk right now. If Roe versus Wade ends now, it goes back to the states. But there will still be abortion in this country. Not much of anything is going to change. It's really almost a formality. What they're saying is the Supreme Court never had the right to have this decision become law in the first place in 1973. That's what they're saying. Right. And that kind of ties into the other thing that I picked up on. There's a thing called pulling heartstrings. Now, you can have misplaced feelings, but you have feelings. Uh, you have passion. And all of the words that she mentioned, those are all heartstrings. If you want to get somebody's attention, you tug in those strings. If you want to lead somebody along, you tug in those strings. And that's what this issue is. Women's rights, uh, abortion has never been about your rights. Um, sorry to say that. It's not. But it, it is something by saying it is your rights and excluding the, the living person inside of you at conception that's a whole different thing 63 million abortions since 73 you want to say a prayer 
Say a prayer for those aborted kids. You know, they, I heard, uh, I think it was Newsom, say about women are going to lose their constitutional right to an abortion. It is not a constitutional right. It never has been a no, constitutional it right. It, it is uh, it's something which was passed in 1973, and what they're saying is that the court made a mistake in 1973. It should have been something the states voted on. You know, you're going to have a right, no matter what state you're listening in, to decide for yourself whether you want it in your state. You, you'll, go to, you'll go to the polls, you'll cast your vote, or if you don't do it that way, if it isn't that public, at least your elected representative will decide for you. You know, if it's in the state's hands, there's always going to be a place to go that you side with. If it's left up to the federal government, it's either going to go the way you want it to or go the way you don't want it to. And if it goes the way you don't want it to, you've got nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, nowhere to go. It is the law of the land, and you are dictated to as things will be. Is that how you want your life to be? Now, I don't agree with abortion, but I'm saying your rights go to, well, you know where I'm going to say they're going. Mm -hmm. If you sit there and leave it up to the federal government, and which way the wind blows today. It's as simple as this, you know. The Supreme Court was never supposed to be a, uh, a place that made law. They were the guys who were supposed to decide what was law. I mean, law was brought to them. Is this, is this legal? With Roe versus Wade, they kind of made law. And what they're saying in this decision is that, hey, we made a mistake in 1973. We never should have done this. It should have gone to the states, and it should have been for them to decide. And but, now people are threatening their lives for having that opinion, which this should have never been leaked to begin with. That's, that's a big no-no right there. But now their lives are in danger for having an opinion that hasn't been released. And even if it was released, it's an opinion. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton had uh, some thoughts on the Supreme Court leak. Listen. Yeah, this is half the states asking for this. We made the simple argument that the Supreme Court took over something 50 years ago they didn't have the right to take over. And they've done a poor job at it. They've changed the law over and over. There's no certainty for states. And so they should get out of the business of writing laws. It's not their job under the Constitution and let the states make decisions. If Massachusetts wants to pass abortion laws, it's up, for the, up to the people of Massachusetts to make that decision. If Texas wants to pass more restrictive laws, they can do that. People can vote with their feet and decide what they, where they want to live based on the laws of those states. you got to pray for the uh, justices. You really do because they're under an incredible amount of pressure right now, a, a pressure they shouldn't be going through because that leak wasn't a simple leak. It was the first time in the history of the Supreme Court that some— some unnamed, some mass, some hidden leaker decided to take it upon himself to take a draft, not a final decision, a draft decision, and leak it to the press for their own benefit. And, you know, I hear people saying on interviews, well, you have to understand it's only a draft and things may change. That in and of itself is kind of like a, a, a threat. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're kind of telling the justices, well, it's not really, you know, final. You still can change it. You still can change your decision. 
and technically they can, but they shouldn't have to. No. And you know what? I agree with the decision. And I'm not trying to take any rights away from women, whether I believe that they have that right or not. It should go down to the states. And But I don't even think this should have ever been ordered, uh, 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 argued uh, to begin with. Heck, there's a story today where I live about a doctor that well before Roe versus Wade ever existed, uh, something like 92 abortions he did. You know, so he was like a Dr. Kevorkian of the abortion world, you know? Wow. Well, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. It's going to change the whole makeup of the, uh, I don't mean the number of justices, but how the Supreme Court runs will change from this this point on. Uh, I don't think they had a very secure life. I mean, I think they had maybe a small security group that kind of drove their cars and went with them, but I don't think they had armed guards around their houses and and that kind of thing. But I do think it's going to happen now. I think they're going to have to. I think that it's going to be hell for their neighbors because you're going to find that Mm -hmm. they will cordon off like a block or two from the Supreme Court Justice's house. And if you live within that block or two, it's going to make your life miserable too. Yeah. Well, the, the, the bottom line is this was a tool. It's a tactic. It's all about power and control. And unfortunately, we, the people of the United States, are playing into this agenda, this tactic. In other interesting things, Elon Musk is expected to serve as temporary Twitter CEO after the deal closes, which mm-hmm. uh, kind of threw everybody off. The current CEO, Pareg. Uh, Agawal, <laughs> I'm sure I messed that name up. It's uh, A G R A W A L. If you messed up his name, he messed up Twitter, so we're even. There you go. <laughs> well, anyway, it looks like Pareg is going to be either moved on or moved out, retired. Mm-hmm. There you go. People are still joining, they're joining Twitter, they're going back. Uh, we talked about this yesterday. Uh, yeah. uh, Mike Lindell, right. He went back yeah. on thinking, oh, great, Elon Musk owns Twitter. I can go back on and I can get back to what I used to do. Wrong. Hey, he jumped on too soon because the 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 rogue people are still in there going, <laughs> here's a joke. <laughs> We're all laughing over here on the left. Yeah. Yeah. Keep on laughing, funny boy, because it will come back to bite you in the rear. Yeah. So Elon Musk is going to be the temporary CEO for a few months. I would love to be uh, a fly on the wall in those headquarters when he walks in for the first time. (laughs) Talk about walking into enemy territory. Whoa. Well, you know, they're going to keep throwing things at him and anything. He's not in, but he knows this. This is not going to be a cakewalk for him, but I think he's got his eye on something bigger down the road because it's obvious that things are vastly and quickly changing in our um, social and economic environment. I think he likes to throw um, grenades, if you know what I mean. Give me an idea. Give me an idea. He uh, he made a comment yesterday, Elon Musk did, about the Jeffrey Epstein case. Mm-hmm. And he said, when is somebody going to have to pay the price for having done what they did with Epstein? And I'm sure if you were one of those guys who visited his island and you thought you were going to skate and now... This guy, Musk, buys the biggest megaphone 
he he may have a platform and to put pressure on uh, the powers that be to do more than they've done so far with Jillian, what's her name, Maxwell, Jelaine, mm. Gislaine, whatever her first name is. I've heard it pronounced five or six different ways. They're all correct. I mean, in, in the sake of just getting her name out there, yes. we all know who you're talking about. Ms. So. Maxwell. How's that? Ms. Maxwell, there you yes, go. Of course. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yes. Um, other interesting thing happening. Uh, what is the Pentagon hiding about its UFO program? You said. Really? Yeah. You said, say what? There was a representative on with one of the anchors on one of the uh, other networks other than the major like Fox. And he was on uh, News Nation. Leland Vitter. He was on with Leland Vitter. That's who he was. Right. His name is Tim Burchett. And they were talking about. The UFO program. Industrial complex, I would love nothing more than for UFOs to be real because now I've got a whole new business fighting UFOs, don't I? Yeah, you've got to sell the American public on it, but but you've also, it, it does away with any of our conflicts overseas or anything else. It, huh. it unifies the world. I just don't think they're in the business. That I don't think, I think we're giving them too much credit <laughs> and they're arrogant. And, uh, and, they, and, you know, we're asking the Pentagon to, to, uh, to investigate something that they covered up. My daddy used to, he was an old educator and he was a dean at University of Tennessee. And he said, we always bring in and pay the people to fix the problem that created the problem. So now we're sending more money to the Pentagon to invest some, investigate something that they've been so, keeping a lid on for decades. So how do we figure out the truth, Congressman? We take the shackles off. We, we put pressure on the Pentagon and funding and everything else and say, enough is enough. Bring forth what you got and let the American public decide. I trust the American public. I, I don't- So, so I don't, you want them to just release everything and then- Release what, it all. What's really Absolutely. the chance of it happening? I'd say zero to none because it's it's an arrogant bunch of people that run this world and run this country. Uh, you know, the, the ones that are always in power, regardless of who's in the White House, the Pentagon yeah. that, you you know, I, it's not a tin full hat thing anymore. I mean, you've got Navy no, pilots saying, look at this. Yeah. And they're describing something that is, uh, that, you know, that has been described for decades since Roswell, New Mexico. Uh, and two, the Russians, the Chinese, we've, we have information that they, they have seen these very same things and they are investigating them just wow. like we are. And so it's at a little higher level than I believe we're, we're being told. I, yeah. I just, the government is part of the cover up and they're not going to, they're, they're not going to disclose it to us because they don't trust us with, with, uh, having enough sense to, to, to diagnose. It's very frustrating. And fascinating, too. Congressman, I don't think I have ever had a more honest interview on any topic with a member uh, before this one. This is this is wonderful. As this goes on, make sure you come back and talk to us about it, all right, and, and what you find in, in the ins and outs, all right? Well, I'd love to tell you what I know, all, what I already know right now, Leland, but I can't. Well, but uh, hopefully at some point I can. We'll, we'll, we'll read between the lines till then. You get that? I'd love to be able to tell you what I already mm-hmm. what I already know. Um, UFOs. I never thought that we'd be talking about it, but it's it's a real legitimate topic, and it's something which the government is starting to to change their approach on. For the longest time, they denied it. They had the Operation Blue Book. Remember that? Yeah, you know, there's so many things about uh, UFOs to talk about. You could have we could do a month long worth of shows and not even, you know, crack mm-hmm. the ice. Uh, on that topic, but you know, in a nutshell, uh, there is a theory out there that, uh, yeah, we did find spacecraft and a lot of our technology 
uh, came from reverse engineering tech, uh, you know, things that we found. Mm. And when you think about stealth technology, even uh, what is it? The, uh, the, the, the spy plane that we since retired, that was technology that was before our time then, but yeah, you know, okay. We, mm -hmm. we had it. We've had a lot of things at our disposal. It, it, some of the history goes back to Nazi Germany and in World War II with different things. This is something the government hid almost immediately. In 1947, just before yours truly was born, they had Roswell, New Mexico. Uh, the, the guys who found the wreckage the first day said it's a spaceship. It's a spacecraft. And then they were told by their bosses, no, we're going to call it a weather balloon, and that's that. But over the years, the people who found it st stood by what they, what they saw. They found a material at the site. They couldn't believe it. It was a very light mylar-type material that you could crunch it up into a, a little ball and then release it, and it had memory. It would return mm -hmm. to its original shape which I always thought was interesting. And now I believe I read recently where we're developing product like that. We've, we've figured out how to, like you said, back engineer this type of thing. Yeah. Reverse engineer. I yeah. Mean, you know, we've had planes like the spy plane that leaked like a sieve on the ground, oh, yeah. but that, but then the metal reformed and tightened up and shaped up. Now, yeah. you know, somebody, a physicist comes there. Well, that's because of this. But where do we get all that knowledge to do that? And I, we went I'm sure from it's developed. Bill, we went from uh, P 38s in, in 1945, 44, P 51s, you know, with the, with the prop in the front and, and fast planes, nice planes. We went from that to within like four or five years, jets to, like you said, uh, within 15 years, we had a plane, and I'm trying to think of what that plane was called. It was called the, uh, the SR Nighthawk or the Skyhawk. It was it was uh, it was the plane that to this day holds the fastest speed record from Los Angeles to Washington D.C. It did it in like an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, you ever hear the pilot of one of those? He was talking at a, a place uh, one time, a convention. Yeah, he talks about you know you, when you're flying. You know, you hear the tower uh, chatter, and you'll hear the little Cessna, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. tower Cessna one three seven zero, Mike, uh, and they'll give their coordinates and their and their ground speed uh, at one hundred and fifty miles an hour, and then another plane chimes in. It might be yeah. a private jet, you know, <laughs> yeah. and he's at thirty thousand feet, going three hundred miles an hour, yeah. <laughs> and then you know, here comes the big airliner, and it chimes in, and uh, you know, they're going 532 knots. Yeah. And then the, uh, the spy plane, well, I think it's the SR 72. It is SR 71 or what? Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, the, uh, captain so-and-so SR 71, we are, uh, flying now in the uh, stratosphere and, uh, we are cruising at a speed of, yeah. uh, 23,000 <laughs> miles per hour. We're over DC. Now we'll be in Los Angeles and, um, <laughs> Uh, 20 seconds yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and all the chatter would shut up. <laughs> like, well, you know, you wouldn't know <laughs> if he has a radio and he's listening to that chatter in his, in his, uh, in his jet, it, it, the channels must change incredibly quick. I mean, you must hear a pilot first and, and 
Los Angeles, then Las Vegas, then you know what I'm saying? Because you're, well, you're, everyone has a tower frequency. You chime in. This guy said he would chime in just to sit there and go, <laughs> let everybody say what they are, and then I'll tell them who I am, and then <laughs> silence on the line because, ooh, we're messing with the big boy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, they that plane still exists. I think he made yeah. two or three of them, and they, they still keep them operational. They don't fly them anymore, but they still keep them so that they could fly them. And what you were saying is true. If you looked at a plane sitting on the runway, it leaks fuel. But yeah. as soon as they get up in the, uh, where the up. yeah, everything tightens up. Exactly. So. Yeah. I mean, that, that thing is designed to do some pretty incredible things. So, but you know, when you get into the UFO thing too, there's medical technology that is starting to come out. I mean, we're talking about, you know, everything from dentistry to vision Mm -hmm. to lost limbs, to immortality. And I don't uh, say that lightly. They're actually looking at things that could happen within yours in my life. Isn't it interesting that we can we talk about immortality or lengthening our lives and in the same breath, we're fighting, not, not us, but there are people fighting to have the right to, to terminate the lives of others. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's sad. It, that it, is an interesting twist. I didn't even think of that when I said that. But, but it's it true. Is a, it's a weird connection. One more thing, Bill. The UFO thing, uh, yeah. it, it's going to get louder, and the stories are going to get more important because the government is opening up, finally. They're starting to well, admit that there are things. There are things that they have. They have video of uh, unidentified flying objects, and they say, well, we don't know whether it's from out of space or from another country. But I was listening to an expert say, Nah, there's no country that can design a plane that does the speeds that this thing does, and then it does an immediate right turn. If a, yeah. if a human were in a, in, a, in a vessel like that, a spaceship like that... You'd be splattered, you'd oh, guts all over the inside of the plane. You'd be mush. Yeah, no, you, you would be dead. An observation I made, there was a story yesterday that showed up and then it's gone. There have been some things, mysteriously, that have disappeared overnight from certain platforms that... Uh, People have thought, oh, we got to think better. But I've been noticing in the news, and I'm just going, who are they trying to fool here? Taking the Ukraine, for example. Uh, story today, uh, Russia's top new most sophisticated tank was yeah. obliterated within hours of its first deployment. <laughs> saw that. And then, uh, the, you know, we're talking about all these generals that have been taken out. Now, this was the key uh, in, it, in the story because I think, the administration talks to the news as the propaganda mouthpiece, and somebody inside the Pentagon said, whoa, 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 you just said too much because what they say is that our intelligence was used and is given to them to take out Russian generals. You My friends, that's an act of war. Now, we took down the troop carrier, and apparently, you know, now the Ukraine is, you know, you know how a lot of foreign countries, they do this military parade of all their new yeah. hardware yeah they have got heavy artillery now to rival any big foe where, where'd that come from oh yeah i, I forget thank you joe he did that well, you know, why are we bragging about stuff like that why are we bragging do we want to go to war with a nuclear power some people in this country do i'm well, convinced. Yeah, i think they do and i think we're being prepped for it because uh, now, you know, Russia has been showing the simulated things. All of a sudden the news stories are out there. Even now I'm a Trekkie and I watch the new, 
you know, Captain Pike Trek thing, and they address what's going on today in a calm way with these planets that got this warp technology to turn it into a weapon of mass destruction. But they showed the world blowing up because of all the anger and aggression and the current protest. And they're giving us a number. And Hollywood will tell you, because they're the mouthpiece of Washington, 33% of the world will get annihilated, wiped out, and that's that before they move on. And I'm going like, well, why would you even show and project that? But they're doing that. And I'm sitting here going, and here's another case in point. We all know the president has a doomsday plane. Now they've got a new one. They've, they've tested it already. Do you know it's been seen being tested again and prepped for use? Why? You heard Tim Burchett, the representative, talking about UFOs. You heard him say, if there were unidentified flying objects out there and they were a threat, it would cause our countries to unify. We would end up getting together and fighting against a common enemy, someone who's outside of our planet. And he said they don't want that. The people in power in this world right now, the sub-government, whatever you want to call them, and this is a representative in Congress saying this, they don't want us getting together and unifying. They want strife. They want us to fight against each other. Mm -hmm. Well, they, they, they lose if uh, we unify. They, they win if we fight. It is about, he mentioned it, the power that's been all along, the money. Mm. It is the, the old thing, all of the money. You've got about 20 families that really run everything and always have in the world. And that's a random number, but it may be bigger or smaller. And, you know, we get caught up in the minutia of just a few names, but we are... have done it again, Bill. We've done it again. We've gone over our, our uh, time limit, but who cares? We were having fun. It was you know? that UFO thing. Admit it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun. Hey, uh, I hope you have a great weekend, my friend. Uh, a, a reminder, if you don't find this on your favorite site, go somewhere else. We'll be there. And if you can't find it in that somewhere else, we'll be at uh, itsanotherday.com for sure. Of course, you can send us mail, mail at itsanotherday.com. You can uh, search for us, find us on Facebook, It's Another Day, and uh, give us a like. And uh, maybe coming to a building near you real soon with a big bullhorn shouting <laughs> on our podcast. You never know. That's true. And we have a phone, 833-583-6060, 833-583-6060. Speaking of bullhorn, where did that term come from, bullhorn? I mean, was it really a bullhorn they used as a megaphone kind of thing? I have no follow? idea, but I can only imagine where they got the bull from. <laughs> yes, probably Washington. Probably Washington D.C. It's yeah. full of them, you know. Hey, uh, folks, have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Bye. I'm out of here.